Welcome to Self-Styled Life, the podcast designed to support professional women to aim high in their careers and create lives that are way beyond just fine. I'm Janelle Wiesack, a certified life and style coach. I also happen to have 30 years experience and counting in the corporate world. I've learned a thing or two over the years and today I support my clients to create tailor-made self-styled lives, which they do using my signature framework that intentionally combines clarity, mindset and action. In these episodes, I'll be sharing the concepts, tools and techniques to help you get clear and confident about the career and life you want, dance with your self-doubt and take the next step towards your dreams and goals. These same approaches have supported my clients to create incredible change in their lives. My clients have tapped into their strengths, built their self-belief and learned to live life their way. And now it's your turn. You deserve more than a life that's fine. You deserve true fulfillment and days that feel fabulous. You deserve your very own self-styled life. Hello, hello, fabulous humans, and welcome to this week's episode of Self-Styled Life. I really hope things are going fabulously well in your world. Now, before I forget, I have to apologise if you can hear any construction noise or rumbling in the background of this or any other episode. It's only since I started recording Self-Styled Life that I've realised uh, just how much low-level background noise we all live with. Right now, I can hear construction noise and birds chirping because I'm recording this at six in the morning. And I'm sure that my sound human Darcy would like his job way, way more if I recorded in a studio, but this is real life and real messaging, and like most things in life, if I waited for the perfect conditions, it just wouldn't happen. We wouldn't have any podcast episodes at all. So, I'll continue to record from my desk, and Darcy will do his best to make sure you don't have any distracting background noise, and I'll send a whole lot of gratitude to all of you for your grace with this. Now, when I haven't been monitoring my environment for perfect recording conditions, I've been spending heaps and heaps of time in my corporate office again. And I have to tell you, it's been awesome to be catching up with all of my colleagues, all of my friends. And while there are many advantages of working remotely, there's also a whole lot to be said for connecting with the outside world again. And all of that connection has reminded me of something that I've known for a long time and have built my coaching practice around. Self-doubt keeps so many of us stuck. Stuck in a way we never imagined we could be. Stuck in surviving when we could be thriving. Our self-doubt keeps us quiet and small. And conventional wisdom tells us that we should be brave and bold and simply push through our self-doubt. But my coach training tells me something very different. It tells me that this conventional wisdom is based on the biggest myth going round about self-doubt. So in today's short, sharp coaching episode, I want to do a bit of myth busting. And the myth I want to bust is the biggest one going around about self-doubt. And let me get straight to the point. That myth is that your self-doubt is a bad thing. Yes, self-doubt tends to have a fairly ordinary reputation out in the wild. And it tends to be the villain in a whole lot of stories. But the truth is, our self-doubt isn't intentionally setting out to be the bad guy. It's actually there for a very good reason. Self-doubt only exists to protect us. Let that sink in for a minute. 
Self-doubt is only there to protect us. Even if that means self-doubt keeps you feeling stuck, small and quiet. Even if it stops you from going for a new job, travelling the world, writing your novel, asking the friendly guy from the pet food store out for coffee or heading to a Pilates class. Even if it means that you live with fine rather than fabulous. The thing is, whenever you doubt yourself or tell yourself that you can't do something, you're usually trying to protect yourself from the risk of psychological pain. And as humans, we're very cleverly designed to avoid pain. And when you think about it like this, your self-doubt makes sense. As one of my lovely clients said when I was teaching on the concept, it makes our self-doubt seem like it's a good thing. And I'd argue that it can be a good thing, rather than the villain we all assume it is, as long as you recognise it for what it is and take action in a way that feels safe for you. The trick is to still take action. Understanding that self-doubt is trying to keep us safe also helps us understand why so many of us feel stuck. You might dream of big outcomes. However, if your self-doubt wants to protect you from risk, then you'll likely find yourself struggling to take action towards your desires. This is especially true if what you want sits outside your comfort zone. If that's true, rather than taking action, you'll find yourself engaging in all of the P words, procrastination, perfectionism, people pleasing and polling. And as a result, the actions that you don't take tend to lead to frustration and dissatisfaction. And if we're not careful, an overwhelming feeling that there's something wrong with you. But it always makes so much more sense when we know that our protective behaviours like perfectionism and procrastination are simply ways to shield ourselves from the pain of taking risks. Risks like disappointment, complexity and for some of us, success. And it's incredibly helpful to know there's nothing wrong with you. Now, I've mentioned a few of the key psychological risks there. My mentor, the fabulous Sass Petrick, has identified seven big psychological risks And I think it would be helpful for us to run through these now. Okay, number one, disappointment. No one wants to be disappointed. We don't get the results we want. Things don't work out the way we thought they would. The thing we wanted to buy has been sold. The food we cooked didn't taste like we wanted it to. The hotel wasn't as good as the marketing suggested. We all recognise disappointment because we literally face it all of the time. But that doesn't mean we like it. And we will do our level best to save ourselves from it. The second big psychological risk is rejection. I'm assuming everyone listening to me right now has had their heart broken at some point or has missed out on the job they wanted. There's no two ways about it. Rejection really hurts. Add in the fact that thanks to our caveman ancestors, it's hardwired into us that rejection from the tribe means certain death. And so when you think of it like that, it's little wonder we'll do everything we can to avoid being rejected. Failure. Number three. This one probably doesn't need me to introduce it. We all know what failure looks like and what failure feels like. And we know that fear of failure stops so many of us from even starting. It stops us from starting new hobbies or health regimes or education courses or relationships And let's be honest, that's pretty sad when you consider the fact that we are only given one crack at living this life of ours. The fourth big psychological risk is judgment. Humans are judgy creatures. We spend a whole lot of time judging things in our lives. But that doesn't mean we like it when others judge us. 
It feels ordinary to imagine being judged as not good enough or too big for our boots or judged for our appearance. And it makes sense that we keep ourselves out of the limelight so that we won't be judged. Side note, just one tip on this one. Whenever it pops into my head that someone might be judging me, I remind myself that that's because humans are judgy creatures and I'll be judged no matter what. Whether I try the thing or I don't, whether I say the words or I stay silent, I'll still be judged. It's usually a good reminder for me to just get on and do the thing I want to do, the thing that's on my heart. Okay, the fifth uh, psychological risk, conflict. Good old conflict. I used to think this one applied mainly to women, but I was very mistaken. Uh, So many of my clients and colleagues, male or female, dislike conflict so deeply, they'll do just about anything to keep it out of their orbit. Conflict triggers our nervous systems into fight, flight, freeze or fawn. And I think that the physical reaction is part of what we're protecting ourselves against. Number six, psychological risk of complexity. Thanks to my day job, I get to see humans trying to protect themselves from complexity every day. Humans love certainty, makes them feel very safe. People know exactly what to expect when they're dealing with certainty because things are, well, certain. But with complexity, no one really knows what's going to happen next and how things will turn out. And we really don't like not knowing. Finally, The seventh psychological risk is success. Success can seem like the odd one out on this list. I know when I was explaining the psychological risks to my boss, this was the only one that didn't make intuitive sense to him. But success can be risky for some of us. We can be afraid that our success might drive a wedge between us and someone we love. We could be worried that there'll be more demands or that we will change if we become successful. So we'll find ways to avoid it. It's one of those really clever, not clever situations with success, I think. Okay, so we've established that self-doubt is a protector disguised as a villain who is cleverly doing its best to protect us from risk and pain and all of that really nasty stuff. But we still have to find a way around this protective guardrail if we want to reach our potential and live the life we know we're meant to. And here's where I could start to sound like a complete nerd, but I encourage you to stick with me here because the concept is important and I promise to make it as easy as possible to understand. My day job in a bank leading a transformation stream sees me dealing with risk day after day after day. And here's the second myth I want to bust today. Risk is only a real problem when it turns into an issue. Issues are risks that have gone from being a possible thing to an actual thing. Humans live with risk. We live with way more risks every day than we live with actual issues. We take on risk when we do things like cross a road, travel in a car, or give our heart to someone. But the many, many risks we take on every day don't turn into the issues that would come with road accidents or broken hearts. Risks don't stop us from living our lives mostly because we weigh up the risks and understand that the risks we live with rarely become issues. While we could end up feeling pain, we have a lifetime of evidence that tells us that we won't actually have to deal with that pain because the risks don't always escalate into issues. So therefore, the best risk management strategy we have is compiling evidence. The more evidence we have that we can confront risk and not have it turn into an issue, the better off we are. 
And how do you build evidence that the risks you have in front of you won't actually turn into the things you fear? Well, you do that by taking action, ideally in the form of baby steps or experiments, the safest way to take action. They're safe because they don't trigger our self-doubt and its associated protective behaviours. I talked all about both of these forms of taking action back in episode 4 of the Self-Styled Life podcast. If you haven't already, you might want to listen to that episode. And experiments and baby steps have the added benefit of delivering clear evidence that you can face psychological risk without ultimately causing yourself harm. And the more evidence that you have that living with risk doesn't automatically mean issues or harm, the better. It's a beautiful upward cycle that can take you from feeling stuck to anything but. If you haven't started an evidence file yet, I really encourage you to do so. It's not hard. Your evidence file can be online, on paper, or even in your memory. And all it has to store are the facts of all the times you've taken action without a risk turning into an issue. The more evidence you have, the easier it is to evaluate whether the risk is something you want to have hold you back or not. Wow, I really ended up showing uh, how I feel about risks, didn't I there? And as I said, my lifetime in corporate has potentially made me think slightly differently about risk. Anyway, it's time for me to recap the main points from today's episode for you. First up, I believe it's a myth that self-doubt is a bad thing. Self-doubt looks like the villain in your story, but the truth is that self-doubt makes perfect sense when you consider the fact it's protecting you from risk. Secondly, the seven key psychological risks that your self-doubt is actually protecting you from are disappointment, rejection, failure, judgment, conflict, complexity, and success. And finally, If you want to build a sense of safety, the best thing you can do is build up your evidence file. The more evidence you have that you can take action without actually turning risks into issues, the more likely you will be to alleviate your self-doubt and do all of the things you want to do in your life. And remember, if you'd like support to help you dance with your self-doubt, you can find out all about my coaching packages over at ChanelWiesack.com. You can choose between streamlined or velocity sessions, which are shorter, sharper coaching sessions that focus on a single issue, or if you'd like tailored support as you deeply transform your life, you should definitely consider my signature program. No matter which option you choose, I'd love to support you to see what your self-styled life might look like beyond your self-doubt. I'll be back soon with another episode of Self-Styled Life, but until then, stay fabulous. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I'd be super grateful if you hit the subscribe button or even took a moment to leave a review. And if you want more support, head to JanelleWiesack.com and grab the free toolkit, especially designed to help you build your self-styled life. I'll be back soon with another episode, which I couldn't deliver without the production skills of Darcy Bruce or the creative support of Jenna from Jenna Lee Biz. But until then, stay fabulous. Mm-hmm.